Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. If you're listening to this, then you're most likely a new listener. So hello and welcome to Let Me Talk. I'm David Mooney. I am joined, as always, by Sam Lee. Hello. Hello. Uh, We're talking uh, just after, well, what is possibly City's greatest ever win. Um, They've beaten Real Madrid 4-0 in the uh, semi-final uh, second leg of the Champions League. They've booked a place in the final at Istanbul. They'll be facing Inter Milan. Um, Sam, what a night it's been. (laughs) Uh, What a night it's been indeed. You say just after. It's fairly early hours of the morning-ish, but... Yeah, yeah, it's worth it, though. It's worth it. It is worth it. Big show coming up. Um, Yeah. Um, LMT pod for all the links if you want to sign up to the full version because we've got extra audio from players and Guardiola and more nonsense from us uh, yeah what a good show tonight um, it's the kind of show yeah. that everyone's going to want because yeah like you said arguably City's best ever performance uh, what a time to, to pull that one out of the bag if you want longer ad-free episodes uh, even earlier after the final whistle then head over to lmtpod.com to find out how to subscribe So remember that thing about Real Madrid being a beast that you have to kill again and again and again in the Champions League. It turns out by the end of the second leg of the semi-final this year, it was more like the stop, stop, he's already dead meme. Welcome to today's Let Me Talk. I'm David Mooney. Sam Lee is here. Hello, Sam. Oh, hello. 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 (laughs) I I thought about making a Simpsons reference to start with, uh, just to make sure you were still with me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what everyone... Honestly, I don't even even know where to start. Um, I'm sat here... Drinking a mint tea and eating some massive dates just to get in the in the spirit of Istanbul. Good. Oh, well, can I start? Even... Honestly, can I start by giving Go a on. shout out to uh, Josh Allen, who is a subscriber and a listener? Because without Josh, I wouldn't have been at the game uh, against Real Madrid. Yes. Um, a very good So, uh, yeah, thank you very much, Josh. Uh, Josh basically uh, DM'd Sam this afternoon and said he couldn't make the game. Uh, did he know anyone who, who didn't have a ticket who wanted to go? Uh, and that was me. So uh, without Josh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been in the stadium for what was ultimately, I think, Sam, City's best ever performance. Oh, yeah, nice way into it. Um, but yeah, just, just on that, I saw the DM from Josh and he was like, long shot, mate. And I was like, this is going to be someone asking for a ticket, isn't it? Which is fine, I don't mind, but I've, there's no way I can get hold of any. He was like, long shot, mate. Don't suppose you know anyone who needs a ticket. I was like, what? I was not expecting that. Plot twist. Um, yes, um, you, st- you start to get into the realms of... This is too much. This is too much because I'm sure there's obvious examples. And I guess there's like massive comebacks that you can put into it. But it's not just, is it the best performance City have ever made? But is it one of the best performances anyone's ever made? I think that is probably a bit too much. But... Well, let's go with it. We're, we're, some, we're recording this somehow, a matter of hours yeah, okay, after maybe. full time. Let's crack on. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Hyperbole some, central for me. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, that may be too much. But I think team-wise, because the treble is obviously massively on. Like that's one of the, the things to going on. And that being said, whether they do it or whether they don't, 
how good is this team in terms of all time teams? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we've got plenty of time to to discuss that after the finals because what what could possibly be said if they were to win the treble other than God, this is one of the best teams ever. So maybe we'll save that for that. Um, another sure brief thought in case I don't get to come to back to it. What 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 in the name of Christ are they going to do to Chelsea on Sunday? Like because they'll turn up and play like that. <laughs> And what what is I, going to be the outcome of that? Haaland's going to get like ten because he'll be so pissed off at missing tonight. He'll he'll, he'll be ripping the net off. Um. Anyway, yeah. Um. Because look, I Rooney Rooney did that column in the Times, didn't he? Uh, and he said like, City will rip them apart. And can't, it's easy it's easy to say after the event now, but because every, every time today, you know, before the game. And whenever thinking about it over the last week, but specifically before the game, I was thinking oh, City are going to be more aggressive in the second game. And I just think they'll have too much. I, 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 th- I thought Madrid would keep coming back. So, you know, City would score, maybe go one and up or two and up. And then maybe Madrid would get one all or two all or whatever. And then City would go again. But the only thing that was pulling me back from thinking, yes, yeah, City are going to batter them is, but it's Real Madrid. Yeah. And like I said last week, it wasn't even just their voodoo that got them through. They actually just played really well. Yeah, um, I saw a tweet at half did... time that really sums that up, where um, it, somebody had said um, uh, after that first half, it's uh, Manchester City 2, Real Madrid 0. And then everyone would be looking at it going, you know, it's perfect first half for City. Whereas everybody's looking at it actually going... Madrid have got them exactly where they want them because that's the sort of thing that <laughs> yeah. Real Madrid do. <laughs> and like City yeah. just didn't, they didn't fall for it in the end. Oh, it was like the only complaint the City could have because if, if we're talking about performances and stuff, like overall it was great, but that first half was unbelievable. And like the only, yeah. the only possible complaint they could have had was that it should have been more. But like against any other opponent, you'd think, okay, well, it should have been more, but... Well, I mean, maybe Liverpool. Maybe if it was Liverpool in the same circumstances, you'd say it's not actually fine. You do need to score more goals. Um, but that's just how good they were in that first half. Um, and like, there's an, it starts to become, you know, those those questions you get. And it's like, oh, well, how good, of, how much of it was City being good and how much of it was Real Madrid being bad? And you just think, nah, like, yeah. I think tonight is purely... City just battered them. Yeah. And they imposed and like, their game I know, I guess, on Real Madrid. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I mean, look, there's an element of Real Madrid kind of, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, not that anyone's going to be bothered really, but I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but like Madrid got what they deserved in the sense that in every knockout game last year, that looked like it was going to happen. And then they came back regardless, mm. obviously against City. Um, and not so much against Chelsea. But you know, I said, from the little bit I saw of the two Chelsea games against Real Madrid, Chelsea had chances like getting in behind them. And I was like, okay, okay, this is this is interesting. So, I mean, it it would be it would be too too easy for me to say now, why is after the event, I knew that was going to happen because I did think in the back of my mind, but it's Real Madrid. But I, I, I saw there was a tactical thread on Twitter this afternoon and it was like basically City didn't commit a man forward from yeah. midfield. They just had their five men, you know, the, the the three forwards and then Gundogan and De Bruyne 
spread out across the front line. But they didn't bring anyone else up to support that. And so Madrid were easily outnumbering it six to five. And that's why City couldn't really get anything going. And was, that, was that from last the, season or was that from the first leg? No, that was from the first leg. Yeah. I mean, last season was probably very similar because they, did, they didn't have runners in behind, didn't they? They, they didn't want to risk it. And, you know, what happened happened. But, I mean, who cares now? Um, but, but, and that tactical thread was like, that basically meant the City played within themselves purposefully. And then I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then Guardiola said after the game tonight, he goes, the difference between last week was we had an interior, so one of the, one of the inside players, um, a little bit deeper last week. Tonight, he was a little bit more pushed forward. And that was, that was the kind of, that's the more technical, observant point to what I was thinking in terms of they didn't really go for it and they weren't aggressive last week because I don't think they wanted to risk you know, Madrid yeah. scoring more goals and the game being open. But at home, they would do. And that was the switch. And that was the... So was that... That was the, was that that was what the big he difference Madrid couldn't live with. Yeah. Was that what he referenced then, do you think, in that I've had an idea sort of thing that we all had a little bit of well, fun yeah, with in the pre-match? Ex- exactly. Yeah, exactly. When he was like, it, you know, it's nothing special. It's something we've done already. But I mean, it, it, it's quite interesting because if that is it, that suggests that Guardiola didn't know how the first leg would go and didn't know that letting your forwards be outnumbered six to five would not work. And then mm. he was like, oh shit, I better change that for the second leg. Because you would imagine he went there fully thinking, well, I'm not sending an extra man forward. We're just going to keep this solid. You know, like I said last week, we're used to teams going away from home in Europe since day dot. And just being and really solid and compact, and, yeah. Yeah, giving up, giving up the ball and being solid, compact and fighting for your life and trying to come away with a heroic nil-nil or one-nil or whatever. And City basically do that, but with the ball, so it's hard to tell. And especially when it's this kind of level of, okay, they weren't pushing forward John Stones quite as much or whatever. It's like, you need to be fairly perceptive to notice that. And then, yes, yeah, so, but that's then, the thing. If Guardiola the, was saying, I, I want to make a change. He must have known. It's almost like you would think Guardiola had planned that all along. Okay, we're not going to do that in the first leg, but we will in the second. So may, maybe it was, yeah. and maybe he's still kind of coming up with ideas on the fly, but you would imagine he would plan for that. And maybe there was something else he was thinking, oh, well, I guess we'll we'll never know. It we'll kept, try and find out. But. It, it kept ending up, though, with John Stones, like oh. running through <laughs> and kind yeah, of like yeah, oh, suddenly being on the edge of the box. And like, is anybody going to come towards Stones here? Or is he just going to be, is he going to be thinking about the shot at this point? I don't know what, like, like it, it just, it, it seemed really odd the amount of space that City were finding in, in that, in that final third. And I, I wonder if it is just simply that, that, that more aggressive uh, kind of that deeper player playing a bit higher up. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to be able to pretend to have been able to um, analyse all of that, what happened tactically. Um, but yeah, I remember I remember tweeting when Haaland had the header that was saved by Courtois early on. I put two tweets in one day. The, <laughs> the, the one that kind of hit Courtois like hip from real close range after like yeah. seven minutes or something. Um, and Guardiola was just like both hands looking up at the sky like fuck it's happening again but like I just bought <laughs> it on to the end of that tweet I was like Stones has got the run of the midfield here by the way because it just he just he just always seemed to yeah be able to get it in space and, and carry it forward and I mean the thing about the first goal was the fact that they've got this ability to blend this mad intensity with cool heads to make the right decisions because when the ball went over to the right-hand side, it was, okay, yeah, we'll turn around, play it inside. And it was like, get it back to De Bruyne. And it just seemed 
so routine and so easy, but like they'd already missed a couple of chances. They'd already had yeah a lot of efforts. They you know they were one on top, and there, but there was no. I, I wasn't. There was, there's no real. I'm not praising them for not panicking because it was what like 15 minutes in or something or 25 or so. I can't even remember. The, the game went so fast in the first half. Yeah. I, I genuinely looked up and it was 35 minutes and I thought it was like 15 minutes in. Um, but so I'm not praising them for not panicking because they had no reason to panic, but just the cool heads they kept to keep probing. And it wasn't just all fury. You know, we'll just throw everything at them and see what sticks. And the, just the, the De Bruyne pass. And like at that point, you're already thinking, how are they ever going to beat Courtois? And Bernardo's just kind of sat him down and put it the other side of him and high. Just um, like just an unbelievable goal and completely what they deserved and yeah yeah i mean just in in terms of oh god it's real madrid i, I was speaking to people at half time um speaking to a, a mate neil who goes everywhere um to watch city and we, he, he was like to be fair he's, in fact he, he bet on 4-1 he said he never bet on city um but he bet on four he bet on 4-1 and he was feeling confident i was like, i just don't want to so i just don't want to talk now I was like, I actually said to him, like joking, I prefer not to speak. Like, I, I don't <laughs> want to talk about how good this has been and start thinking about Istanbul or whatever because it's Real Madrid, basically. And at, yeah. at what point? At what point did you think, oh, it's all right now? Presumably at three nil. Three nil, yeah. Um, and um, when. I, I couldn't tell kind of how that ball had gone in from where I was sat. I was sat no, in the south stand. Sure. So I've not really seen replays. Yeah, so I was at the far end of it. And it was just, um, it was honestly a strange realisation that the ball had gone in. And I was convinced, I can't I can't really explain why, but I was convinced for about four, like, it must have only been in like seconds, but it, it felt like a minute or so that it was disallowed. Like it just felt like, oh, like it felt like it I shouldn't have it, been. I thought it. I thought there was going to be an offside check. I thought, yeah. it was, I thought it was going to be... Well, not an offside check. I thought it was going to be disallowed for offside. I just, it was, I, oh, okay, it's not really hit anyone. I couldn't really put my finger on why. It was just kind of... It, and it turns out it was like it was probably an own goal, but we'll get to the details of that a bit later on. Um, well, we can ask ask Manu about that. Yeah. He's absolutely insistent. Yeah. Um, well, in fact, shall we hear him now? This is uh, this is Manuel Kanji speaking in the mix zone uh, after the game. Um, and uh, yeah, he is he's not giving up this goal without a fight, is it? Here's, here's what he had to say. It was a great feeling already from the first minute when we stepped on the court. Um, we had the fans uh, in our back and yeah, I think that's also the way we play because we had the support from the fans. We were confident and um, yeah, we showed this over 90 minutes. What did Pep say to you before the game? What was the instruction? Was it about to... energy? Was it about emotion? Was it about oh, tactics? What was it? No, it's about to win the game. It's not. A, it's not about um, doing a crazy thing here. It's only one game that we need to win, and we we should play our game. We shouldn't be scared, and that's that's what we did today. Your well, I think it was an own goal in the end. But how no, desperate? No, 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 no. How it's desperate my goal. Are you it's my goal. I touched <laughs> how it. How desperate? <laughs> um, I'm really happy. I'm really happy to, to have scored the goal. Um, yeah, I saw already on that uh, the free kick before that this. Uh, the space was pretty empty, so I could step in there. The first one came low, and the second one from Kev came uh, came perfect. I touched it a little bit with my head, and it went to Militao, and and so I think when it's towards the goal, it should count as my goal. So um, yeah, I'm really happy to have scored my first goal, especially in, in a game like this in, at home in front of our fans. Before those goals came and Courtois was making the saves, were you thinking, oh, this is going to be this is going to be tough? Yeah, it was a little bit frustrating because we had good chances. And we also made some some incredible saves, but um, we kept going. We didn't lose the the belief that we that we can score goals here. And um, yeah, 
we did it over 90 minutes. To, to win 4-0 in a game of such magnitude against a club like Real Madrid, I mean, that's dreamland, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, I think at home now, in, in all the knockout games, we had pretty impressive wins. Um, it shows how, how good we are here. And um, yeah, now it's we got to do this as well on the weekend to, to bring home the, uh, the, the Premier League. And yeah, then two more two other titles to go to. This is maybe a difficult question, but who do you think was City's best player tonight? Because it seemed like there was basically everybody. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, we showed a really good team performance. Um, and I can't pick out like one player because we did all a, a, a really good job. I can see how, how Pep was important to see you in left-back position so dominant. Yeah, I mean, first I played right-back and it's basically the same position because you're a full-back, but it's obviously on the left side. But it also has, um, it, has it advantage. advantages. Um, I can go to the inside and have my right foot so I can play the passes from there. Um, it's obviously deciding from uh, defending from the other side. Um, it's a little bit different, but I, I'm getting used to it. Is the goal yours? Are you the father of this goal, or is it an own goal? No, of course it's my goal. <laughs> I touched it, so it's my goal. <laughs> Was that the best game you think you've ever played? The best, best team performance you've ever been a part of? Probably up there, yeah. Um, from from city city for sure. Um, I've had some. Good games with Switzerland as well. I think when we beat France um, in the in the round of 16 at the Euros, it was a pretty good game as well um, because we were the underdog. And here, um, I think we're both kind of on the same level, but the way we play today, so it, it's for sure up there. How difficult is it to put in a performance like that at this stage against a team like that? Because I'm sure everybody, maybe you weren't here last season, but I'm sure everybody was thinking, this Real Madrid team, they're not out of it until the end. So no, no, we knew it. Also, when we were up 2-0 in, in half-time, um, we knew they were probably going to come at the second half. And yeah, it was a little bit back and forth. But the, when we scored the third goal, um, I think we, yeah, we took a, took over the game then and we played it really well in the end. And, yeah. Two wins away from the treble. Have the players started talking about that yet? Or is it not allowed to be spoken I mean, first we gotta got to win the, the Premier League. That's what we can do on the on the weekend. I hope I hope we're going to do it. And yeah, I mean, it's two finals. We want we want to win both of them. So yeah. What would it mean to make history? With it would be unbelievable. Um, it's my first season here. Um, it's the best team I've ever played in. And we're we're really confident. The second part of the season, I think we did a really good job. But we got to keep it up till the end. Okay, we're going to take a very short ad break now. When we come back, we'll hear from Jack Grealish and we'll continue to react to what was an extraordinary night for City. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Manuel Akanji, absolutely not giving that goal up without a fight, is he? And uh, I mean, you can't it's blame genuinely him. Genuinely serious. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I mean, genuinely serious. I'm not going to lie, mate. I would not give it up either. Like, I've scored. If I if I had got that close to scoring in a Champions League semi final to to kill the game like that, like my name is going on that score sheet. Come what may. Yeah. 
Well, I think he's especially desperate for it as well because there was a shot he had in the first half, I think, with his left foot from outside the box. And I thought, no, there's no way of knowing, to be fair, I should have. Well, that's kind of what I was asking him at the start and how desperate are you to score? Because I didn't think he was going to actually say, oh, yes, Michael, but he really does. <laughs> but because obviously, do you remember his reaction when Haaland got his fifth against Leipzig because he had a, the second shot blocked and Haaland scored it and he was pissed off, wasn't he? He was quite, yeah, yeah. Like Stones was laughing at him. And it, when he had that shot tonight from outside the box, I was like, this fucker's desperate to score. Like, desperate to score. And then when he did, yeah, I mean, but I mean, he's he's not even joking there. Like when when the guy asked him, "Are you the father of this goal?" There was no like he wasn't joking whatsoever. Like it's his goal. Yeah, um, no no smile on that face. Yeah. It was like completely stony faced, was it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's he's a funny guy because sometimes like you get some really insightful stuff. You know, like he said, he realised there was a space in the middle. You're like, oh, okay, that's that's really interesting. And then you know, sometimes he'll just give you the, the De Bruyne a brush off, like, yeah. like a six-word answer or something. They need to come back with something else. But also, I don't know what I was expecting him to say when I asked him about the man of the match thing, but I just thought, yeah, he might have just run through and said, oh, so-and-so was excellent or blah, 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 something I hadn't noticed. But I've, basically, we've got, after this, so it's 20-1 to 1 now doing it, um, I've got to put together a big athletic read on kind of how the whole night happened in the in the words of like the managers and players and stuff. So fortunately, I managed to speak to Akanji and I was like, in terms of the Courtois saves, I was like, I'm going to need something from a, from a City player about fucking hell, you know, it's happening again or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some of the some of the questions were a bit strange than usual, but I thought he was... Good, actually. Managed, I thought managed he was, to get him. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting on... Um, it, it's it's a little thing, but just like the idea of having a right footer at left back and, you know... The, yeah, that was good too. Opening those passing lanes that you don't have as a left footer at left back. And it's just like... like it's it's little things like... like I mean, it's it's a world apart, but I remember Micah Richards playing left back for a couple of games in about 2008 and it was just like... It's chalk and cheese because he was being asked to do the job of a, of a normal left back. Whereas what's City are doing now is they know they know yeah, the qualities of the players and they go right okay you're going to have to play in this position what can we get you to do that plays to your strengths and it's like it, it's just I know it's such a simple thing but like the way the way it kind of opens up the the, the possibilities further up the pitch I think is I think is quite interesting um, how far down the line of left backs are we now and it's still like and it's still all okay. so far yeah. down the line of left backs like he can't because Cantelli was playing left back as a right footer, but obviously getting into those kind of quarterback positions and putting you know the the famous ball in behind with the outside of his foot for Sterling and and all that kind of stuff and doing all those mad things like we've got so far down the line now that there's a guy City signed as a fifth choice well not necessarily fifth choice but you know a depth signing at centre back. Cancelo's gone after Zinchenko had gone and they didn't get Kukurea and. And Ake's injured. And yeah, and like they tried Bernardo. And then Ake was the man. And like to the extent where before the Arsenal game, nobody asked in the open part of the press conference and people were like genuinely angry because they needed to know. And now it's like, okay, well. And also, I think we said this last week, because Akanji played well against Arsenal, it wasn't such a drama him playing against Real Madrid, but there was no guarantee that he was actually going to have another good game in the Bernabeu because he'd had a good game against Arsenal. But he did. And then again tonight, He's been fantastic. And mm. he's talking about, oh, actually, there's this advantage to like, the passing angles and stuff. And you think, well, what happens when Ake's back? Like, is there any fact, <laughs> like, do you keep Akanji in? And also, you know, we said last week about Carl Walker. Uh, is he in now? Like, he's, he's, just, he's just in now. Yeah. 
and you know it's like the whole Stones being out of the team a couple of years ago and Laporte getting his chance and then the roles reversing like the season after but like Walker's just in now and he was in anyway but fuck me how good was he yeah, like, yeah. the whole thing was built up as it's Walker against Vinicius and like Vinicius genuinely did not get the better of him once not once there was that one in the first half wasn't there where he just kind of stepped across him yeah um that was incredible and went, that was incredible and, yeah. and that was the end and that was the end of it it was like that that you could simplify it and say that was the end of the battle it wasn't but like narratively and in terms of like if you wanted to add some poetry to the game that was you could say that was what like broke Vinicius's spirit away was literally not once I, I i mean i may maybe i was looking down towards the end or typing some notes or something i don't think once Vinicius Jr. did anything to get past Carl Walker. Not once, not once. And this guy's fucking unbelievable. That, that was, and like the, the Etihad was singing, there's only one Carl Walker, which I've, I've never heard before. And I don't think you would necessarily hear it before because as much as he's been good. There's no real reason for it. He's not. Yeah. Exactly. Exa- and like, fair play, because he like that was a performance that deserved that kind of champ. Like, I, do you know who actually got the official man in the match? I don't actually. And I'm, you know, if I was, no. if I was to pick, I don't know who I would give it to. Um, there are Bernardo for the goals and to yeah. be fair, he was also excellent as well so it's probably Bernardo let's have a little live check where would you even find it I, I've no idea the one thing I will say about uh, Bernardo's goals is um, I did I did have a chuckle at half time at uh, Duncan Alexander's tweet about the header uh, where he said uh, he said something like I hate these uh, dinked headers they're so disrespectful just put your skull through it <laughs> it just just really tickled <laughs> he's me he's a funny guy he's a funny guy Duncan Alexander I met him the other week in Manchester because he works for us now yeah um, yeah he's a good he's a good guy and a great like a, a great voice for podcasts and radio and stuff Absolutely tremendous. Yeah, lovely fella. Yeah. Um, I wondered if they'd go De Bruyne, you know, because uh, he ran. He absolutely ran himself into the ground. Um, Walker's obviously oh. up there with a shout. Um, Rodri a shout as well, I think. Rodri massively a shout. Absolutely massive. Him, him for me, Bernardo, Walker and Rodri were the were the best three. On, on a night when, again, Gundogan was fantastic. Yeah. Stones was fantastic. Um, all the defenders... Edison again, really good. Um, who, who else? Obviously, De Bruyne had kind of one of his early season bit off, but still got two assists nights. Um, so, start about Grealish. He's created like the mo- more chances in the Champions League of any English player since like records began like 18 years ago or something. Wow. <laughs> 35 this season. That's incredible. Yeah, well, uh, I tell you what. Well, I, don't even, well, I don't even think I could tell you one. Yeah. Well, you while, while you're he looking did six for... last week, didn't he? I, I, oh yeah, 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 yeah he did. Yeah, well, while you're looking for that, should we hear Grealish from um, uh, after the game? Um, Please do. I've not heard it yet. Yeah, let's let's have a listen to uh, what he had to say after the game. Yeah, unbelievable, uh, great feeling. You know, it's something that you, you grow up dreaming of. Well, when you're growing up, you know, it's it's so far away from from what you'd ever dream of. Um, but no, I'm, I'm over the moon. You know, to play. To, to play in this team and to play such a big part, you know, in getting this team to a Champions League final. I must say, I mean, for you personally, you had a difficult first season and then now this season you're just doing amazing. Can you take us through your, your journey? What, what's been the key to, to overcoming that? Just confidence, confidence, um, you know, finding, finding, finding my feet, uh, you know, coming to a new club. It's not easy, especially with the players and, and stuff that we have here. So it was always going to be difficult. Um, you know, some people have adapted quicker, like Erling, for example. But then there's some people that have taken time, and you know, I've been one of them. 
but listen, recently I've been so so happy, you know, with the, with the way I've been playing. I, I still think, and well, I know I can get better. Um, but listen, it's um, like I said, you know, it's not about me. It's a team game, and it's um, it really is a pleasure yeah, to play in this team at the moment. Pep said that you had to change some things from the first game, more fluidity. He said he wouldn't overthink. It seemed to work. I mean, what what, what was the plan? Um, well, obviously, yeah, we were much more much more aggressive uh, with and without the ball. Our forward players were, were more aggressive. Me, Bernardo, with the ball, and even pressing. You know, I didn't think we we, we let them breathe really. We we were after them all the time. Um, but then, obviously, yeah, we made tactical changes as well, which I'm not going to go into too much detail because Come I think, on. <laughs> no, I think he wants to keep them. So, um, yeah, obviously, we made changes and, and it worked. There's been a lot of talk about his legacy. He said it's already exceptional. I mean, can you you play you've played for him now for for, for two years soon? Uh, what's the most special thing about working with what seems to be one of the big masterminds of? Of all time. No, I can't. I can't speak highly enough of him. You know, um, he's an unbelievable. I don't think anyone comes close to him. Uh, you know, the stuff that he thinks of and and comes out with. You think, how have you even thought of that? Um, he's an unbelievable manager. A great guy as well. Um, and listen, everyone loves him. You know, in the changing ground, in the training ground, and in the changing room. So. Um, Hopefully, you know, it can continue and hopefully we can repay him by uh, winning the final. And finally, just Erling didn't score today. It, it's obviously a special day for Norway because it's Constitution Day. Did he explain what that's all about? <laughs> yeah, he explained it a little bit. He was showing me some videos, you know, of, of I think, parties and stuff back home. So, uh, yeah, no, he didn't score tonight, but he's, you know, Erling's one of these players. Even when he don't score, assist is such a handful. So, uh, he's a pleasure to play with. Two things. Um, I first off, uh, I love the idea of uh, Harland explaining like Norwegian culture to Grealish, and Grealish just kind of nodding along and and kind of going with it. Uh, and the second one it's massive is massive over there. Yeah. The, 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 the second thing is um, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that um, that he that he doesn't want to give away anything that Guardiola said to them. Uh, but there is part of me that wonders if if the reason why Grealish didn't go into it is because he doesn't really understand why he's doing what he's doing, but he does. He does it anyway, and it works. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I mean, there's there's even that thing of, you know, top players going back forever have not been able to be good managers because they can't really put into words what they do so well. So maybe there's that. Maybe, yeah. maybe he does understand it, but he can't even. He can't um, verbalize it. it yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, there probably is. I don't know why this is a kind of omerta around that. But um, yeah, it was good, and that that interview was done by Arilas, who is who works for TV Two in Norway. Great lad. So basically, this article I'm doing tonight, going back and putting everything in, like working off mix own embargoes when people are putting stuff out, like midday tomorrow, ten o'clock tomorrow night, it's not going to work. So I was like, right, um, messaging the international reporters I know, saying, could you just send me the audio of anything you get, and I can put it in. So obviously, it's been great for this podcast as well. So I hadn't heard that Grealish stuff at all. Um, Again, just talking about being more, more aggressive and and the precedent stuff. Like, yeah, it's that's that's enough. You know what? We can come on, we can come on podcasts and I can go on. Well, hopefully, radio and TV tomorrow, earn a few quid and say they, that's what they did. But I'd, you know, it would be fantastic if one of them just said, "Yeah, this is, actually, this is what we spotted." But that's it's uh, like the it's holy grail, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. But that Constitution Day in Norway, like, it's, it well, it's, it's basically their Fourth of July. And obviously, if we had something similar, I'd say it's like this, but it's not like St. George's Day, is it? Because 
hardly anyone knows what it actually is. I couldn't tell you when it is, to be honest with you. I don't know if that makes me a, a, a terrible Englishman, but uh, but here we are. All right, um, okay. Well, there's there's your example. I've just seen because have we even got a script for this? But um, I've just seen, um, you know, at the start of the second half when Guardiola was like shouting at De Bruyne to like. Because it was when he was going mental at the start of the second half, like, please yeah. keep the ball. Like, Grealish was running down the line and he was like begging him, like, please don't take him on, lads. Come back <laughs> and pass it to Rodri. But like, there's a there's a video from the stands um, of like him going, pass, pass the ball, pass. And like, De Bruyne looks at him and goes, shut up, shut up. Because you, you WhatsApp me, didn't you? Say, did you see like, or did you say who was De Bruyne shouting out there? No, was no, it no. It, I didn't yeah, see it. It, it was, he had to go at Pep because basically it was um, De Bruyne got the ball in the centre of midfield and he had two options. Either he could roll it back probably to Rodri, I can't remember who it was, mm. uh, or he could or kind of like Rodri. turn it round the corner and kind of run at them. And he went for the second option and Guardiola was yeah. Guardiola just shouted at him to have a go and was just like, yeah. listen, no, they've just had five minutes of pressure. Can you not do that, please? And I and I am I I don't know what De Bruyne said. I was too far away. I was in the second tier in the in the South Stand. Let me have a but listen. I, I, I am I am live. fairly sure. Um it was it, it you know, it was um well, the sort of industrial language you'd hear on a football pitch. I think he did shout shut shut up. But I mean they had a massive hug. When they when De Bruyne came off, it yeah. seemed it was like a very long. That's just funny, isn't it? Like they they just kind of they just get each other. Yeah. But I mean that is quite mental actually, because it's not like you know Guardiola is not full mad dictator. Like he's gonna sell anyone for answering back. But like for De Bruyne to like have to shut up, it's fantastic, really. But I guess they just know what each other's like. Like De Bruyne is obviously thinking, "Wow, this guy is just fucking. He's so over the top." fine and, and Pep's obviously thinking oh it's Kevin you know he gets wound up and fine and yeah <laughs> yeah fantastic um just yeah. loads of little things like that um, but yeah it was quite funny wasn't it at the start of the second half there was so much like um just just slow it down like for the love of God and you know going back to it's Real Madrid and okay they're going to come back like Guardiola started kneeling down on like 57 minutes I think he did like three I was counting for whatever reason he did like three kneels in like four minutes or something and then by the end I think he did six or seven um, even at like three nil he's like come on mate it's alright now three nil with like five minutes to go um, but yeah at the start of the second half it really was like okay just keep the ball now and then it was strange because De Bruyne tried a couple of balls in behind you know there was one way he burst through and he tried to thread it through and he got tackled by it was Camavinga maybe coming inside I can't, I can't remember, remember who it was but yeah but yeah, and it was like, okay. And then the next time, it seemed like it really was on, but they didn't do it. And it was like, oh, they've kind of got themselves in this weird halfway house situation here where they can't really keep trying this because they're going to keep losing the... While well, they're scared, they're going to keep losing the ball because they've already lost the ball so often. But that's definitely on. There was also... I remember tweeting it. There was... It wasn't so much that kind of situation where they were in their own half or, you know, 10 yards inside the Madrid half and they could have played the ball in behind. But they were on the edge of the box and it was De Bruyne was kind of coming in from the right-hand side. I think he was on his left foot. And ha- but Haaland didn't even make the run. I was like, that was strange because it just that seemed like the obvious run to make, and it seemed like De Bruyne not necessarily would have found him because he wasn't that accurate with the through balls. But it just seemed like that's the one they would do. Um, but yeah, it was quite strange. Um, in fact, for, I was gonna, I was just thinking a minute ago for the second goal. Do you actually remember what happened? Because I don't, but I do now. Because then as well, I think City were trying to calm it down. They were, they were trying to. They were recycling possession, like, okay, let's keep it. But Grealish ended up with it on the left, and he was like, well, there's just a massive space to drive into. And then he was like, well, 
there's Gundogan in the box. Yeah. And then by the time you're in the box, what are you going to do? You're not going to turn around and give it back to Rodri, are you? So they had the shot and it got blocked and Bernardo headed it in. But there, there were times like that where like, in terms of like Madrid's organisation or what City had done to them or whatever, but it was like City don't actually want to come forward all the time. Because as much as they were more aggressive, they were trying to be sensible. But sometimes they were like, well, there's being sensible. And there's actually, that sensible is actually running into this massive gap they've left in the middle of the defence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be rude not to, wouldn't it, to uh, to take on the uh, the opportunity. That's it for the free version of Let Me Talk. A reminder, if you want some more from us, then we hear from Pep Guardiola, Bernardo Silva and Ruben Diaz, while also looking ahead to the Chelsea game and beyond. That's all for members. Those ad-free episodes are longer and they're out earlier as well. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. Thank you very much, Sam Lee. Thank you very much. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, we'll see you next time.